hello guys happy wednesday this is the black talk radio ig live with philip the owner of filet films we're gonna get started shortly let me just pin that for those of you just joining in this is the black talk radio ig live interview with Filet Films, um, Philip is his name, and we're gonna get started. He is now in the live, so let me see. Oh, he just sent the request. says he was in here but now i can't see him for him to join okay wait make sure my volume is all the way up what's up hi how are you i'm good i'm good how you doing i'm good um for those of you just joining the live this is the black talk radio ig live with philip we're gonna get started i'm gonna you know ask him some questions we're gonna be chatting it up and yeah, so first things first, um, tell us where are you from? I'm and, from Beach. Oh, sorry. And of course, you know, what do you do? Okay, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and oh. I am a filmmaker, so actor, director, writer, producer, kind of all of those. And I'm the CEO of my company, Philae Films. Okay, so um, you said you're from. Michigan. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your experience growing up there and you know what made you get into film. So my experience growing up in Detroit was mainly school and sports. So in addition okay. to track, which I always ran, um, I played football. And so in Detroit, though, it was a very, very just black community, black experience, which I loved. And when I moved to New York after college, that's when I started getting into film. And it was kind of a spontaneous choice. Like I started to just get inspired um, around the time that I was going through this breakup and I kind of got some creative ideas. Right. So I started out in New York and then my web series in 2018 did well. So then I moved here to LA at the beginning of 2019 to take everything to the next level. Okay, um, talk a little bit about your experience from New York to L.A. Because for those of you who may or may not know, I'm from the East Coast. Um, I'm from North Jersey. I work a lot in New York. Uh, I did spend some time in L.A. prior to coronavirus for, like, two months. I was supposed to stay there till May. So, like, what, what place do you like more? You know, how was it moving to L.A.? I just want to know. I definitely love L.A. more because one big thing for me is nature. Like, the one and a half years that I was in New York, it was like, oh, my God. Like <laughs> the winter, and I'm from Michigan. Like, you know, right. Detroit, it's so cold in the D. Like, I grew up in the winter, but for some reason, it just, like, the New York ones really had me struggling. So I would say I love L.A. for the nature and the beach and that type of stuff. And then for the actual industry that I need to be in, like, it's a lot of the things I needed to do were over here. So right. I, I definitely enjoy LA. I love good weather and like the beach and stuff. So I like it. I like it. 
saying, yeah, I think that's dope. I feel like um, LA is really good for film specifically. Yeah. So many, you know, different outlets and different parts of media. But I think LA is a, a really key component for film. So, yeah. Now, talk about, um, you know, your show, Flip Flop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, tell us a little bit about that and the inspiration behind that show because I think it's very interesting. Thank you. I appreciate that. So flip flop is, oh my god, did I just do that? Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> my screen literally flip flopped. But anyway, <laughs> but um, so flip flop is a new comedy TV show, and it's about a professional track runner whose techno conversion therapy goes wrong. So now he is uh, living with a flip flopping sexuality and having to go through this identity crisis. So the inspiration from Flip Flop kind of came from my past and the way that I grew up because I ran track for 12 years growing up and stopped my freshman year at Michigan. And I also played football for a lot of years and I was in the closet the whole time. So Flip Flop is kind of like a reimagination of kind of what it would have been like to go through the whole coming out experience and everything like that during um, being in the sports world because it's known for being, you know, toxically masculine and homophobic. Right. So I wanted to have that juxtaposition there and tell it in a fun uh, way that could be entertaining and have people be able to relate. I think that's dope. And I also think that, you know, it could be great, like, inspiration because I feel like there are so many people that, you know, struggle with their sexuality or just the whole idea of living their self. So I feel like it's really important that we continue to have representation. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for that. Well, thank um, you. So my next question is, you know, I want to talk directly about your film company and like, how did you start that? Okay, so my film company actually started on my 23rd birthday two years ago. And my 25th birthday is in, I guess, five days now or something like that. So I started it kind of in the middle of doing my web series because when I first started off and had my web series running for a couple of months, I just, you know, was trying to figure things out. And I just got to the point where I had a real vision and clarity of where I wanted to go. And part of that definitely was having my own company, like making my own art and having my own work in order to create my way um, towards the industry. So that was kind of the inspiration behind that. And now, you know, almost two years later, things are things are definitely going really well for the company and for Flip Flop. There's some exciting news and like meetings and stuff like that happening right now. So things are getting ready to move forward. So I'm excited. That's good. That's really good. And, you know, I think that's dope that you said it was important that you want to create your own content because I feel like, you know, when you're creative, when you get the opportunity to have your own brand, it's like you can make the stuff that you want. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, super important. Yeah. So my next question for you is, what is it like being on set with you and writing your writing? Like, your writing, like how are you writing, you know, episodes? Do you have like a special process? What does it entail? So starting with the writer's rooms, um, The way that Flip Flop started was I had come up with the idea and I drafted a pilot script 
And then I took it to my first writer's room meeting, which was my first writing meeting ever since before then I had just done everything on my own. And we just kind of, we read through it together and then we had open discussion as for like people's thoughts on different parts, things that should change, things that should be added. So from there, we worked on developing the story and um, the plan is to have it be so that like I write an episode and then, you know, some of my writers get to more so write an episode, but we all collaborate on each one right. to make sure that everything ties together. And one of the things that I remember my, some of my writers mentioned at an event we were at last year was that they enjoyed that, you know, I don't really make anybody feel stupid for any idea that they have. Cause I really like to hear, and I really do listen to everyone's suggestions and we apply a lot of the suggestions because, you know, uh, that's some of how a lot of the best parts and pieces of my art get made and going into that even on set it's kind of the same way where I'm not necessarily the type of director who is like you know I'm walking in here this is what I said and all of this has to go I do have a clear vision of what I want but there's always like I leave it kind of as an open discussion so everybody is allowed to give their suggestions and if they have a little something they think for their character that'll help at that moment or if they think I should be doing something and there's something that'll like help my line or my part right there be better. I definitely like having all the voices in the room and in some instances that can make it like a little bit difficult maybe since I am, you know, it's it becomes improv improvisation in that way because, you know, you have to constantly be ready for, you know, deciding in the moment that, okay, yeah, actually this is better for us to do that. And that does make it a little bit stressful, but in order for the comedy to really hit the most, I really like to keep things like, I mean, I'm writing and editing all the way up until the day, or I'm editing, I'll say, all the way up until the day that we get on set. Like, even earlier that day, I'm like going through the script with a fine tooth comb to think, hmm, is there something right here we could do? Or what can we do to make this moment a little less flat? So it's like a continuous process for sure. But we have a good time. Yeah, I, I can feel that. And, you know, I think that's also important, you know, to to be, I feel like a lot of people sometimes they can be leaders, but they're not open to listening to others. So I think that's a dope quality that you have that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I we're a team and like, I'm open for, you know, new ideas. And I think that's definitely how you can keep your brand fresh and open because you have so many, you know, new ideas. Yeah, I just want to know, for anybody that's, you know, coming in, this is the Black Talk Radio IG Live with Philip. Um, also, if you guys have questions, feel free to leave them in the question box and we will. Oh, yeah, I haven't been reading this. Let's... Okay, I guess I see comments, but technically not questions. Yeah, we got some comments. <laughs> oh, thank you for the happy early birthday. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to leave them in the box. So now I want to talk a little bit about, I see that you have a podcast. Yes. So I want to discuss that. I feel like you wear so many cool different hats. So I want to talk a little bit about your podcast, if you could just share with us. Okay. Yeah, so the podcast is called Philly Speaks Podcast, and I started it, um, it might have been the beginning of May or late April, and it mm -hmm. was kind of inspired by, because I do a lot of different things creatively, and with the podcast, I wanted to be able to share insight and positivity on different conversations and different topics to just kind of give the viewers and audience another way to 
engage and kind of leave with some inspiration and love from Pele Films. And so like the first episode was on finding purpose in your struggle and that one was featuring my mom. We did one on being your own boss, which kind of was me and another uh, entrepreneur in the industry out here talking through our experience and kind of trips, tricks and tips for people who want to transition from nine to five to being entrepreneurs. And then we did an episode on combating racism and one on um, pride and finding pride in your sexuality. So I like to, I've been trying to stay real, just current with the topics of whatever is on my heart at that moment. That's right. what I'm going with. And then finding somebody to have on the episode with me who I know will be able to have engaging and mm -hmm. cool discussions on the topic. So it's been a good time. And after my birthday, I look forward to starting shooting the episodes again. Cause this week I'm on like a little bit of a break from it just to right. get ready for my birthday. Okay, okay. I think that's important. We all, you know, deserve a break in life, especially yeah. for our birthdays. Yeah. Quarantine so, has been a nice little break in its own way, in some ways. <laughs> yes. So speaking of um, quarantine, I have this, like, little quarantine Q&A segment that I like to do. So I just ask, like, different questions. So my first question is, during quarantine, have you been creating or have you been really taking this time to, like, take a break? I have been creating, definitely creating a lot because uh, the way that it went, the first maybe week and a half, I was like, oh, I have no idea what's going on right now. So I was like kind of anxious and almost too stressed out to create. But once I settled into what was going on, I was like, oh, shit, this is a really good opportunity to get right. a lot of things done that I didn't always have time to do. Because prior to quarantine and the pandemic, I had been a senior financial analyst for like my whole time in LA. So in addition to doing everything else, you know, I was doing that nine to five for most of the months because there were some months I was able to take off. But mm -hmm. not having to do that and being able to put my nine to five and five to nine to fill a films has really helped out and gotten me closer to the point where, you know, post pandemic where I'll be able to be full time working for my business and working wow. and doing exactly what I want to be doing. So I've been writing scripts. I started the podcast. Um, I've been running the Philly Films blog to highlight and just give interviews and different types of shine and stuff to different Black and Black LGBTQ creatives and entrepreneurs. So I've been, there's just a lot of projects and a lot of things in motion right now. So I'm definitely excited about the time that quarantine has given me for sure. I think that's great. I think that's amazing. And I definitely relate what you said in the beginning you know, you were like, what's going on? But then you realize, like, oh, snap, like, I can still create because I felt so stuck in the very beginning of quarantine as well. Yeah. Because, like, my show is a radio show, and, like, I couldn't get into the studio. And that was a big problem for me, but I was able to work around it, and I feel like because of it, I've expanded my brand so much. Yeah. Um, we have a question. Oh. How, How often do you release podcast episodes? Once per week on Tuesdays, except okay. not this Tuesday or next, just because it's like my birthday period. So I kind of like took a little bit of a little bit of a break, but it'll be once a week on Tuesdays. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's that's dope. I think that's a good, you know, setup. Very consistent. Yep. My next uh, quarantine question for you is what is your favorite quarantine snack? 
Ooh, I, this is going to be really random, but like, Chewy bars and fruit snacks have really yeah. been getting me through that and peaches. I don't know why. They're just really, really hitting my soul right. They really are. So those are some of my favorite quarantines. <laughs> I really love fruit snacks. It's so bad. Like I went to like Costco and I got like the really big um like box of fruit snacks. Like I don't know. That that's a top tier for me as well. Definitely. Fruit snacks are good. Which ones do you like the best? Um, I like, I buy Welchers, but I just That's, like Scooby-Doo, too. I've been eating the Welchers ones. I used to like Gushers growing up, but I feel like that but, was a little childish for me to eat right now. It's too sweet now. It's probably too much. Like, it's like, too much. Mm, That's a lot going on. <laughs> right. So I don't do them anymore, but I used to. I used to like them. Okay, okay. So have you been, like, watching any shows? Oh, um, yeah. Watching shows is like that is my sacred space. Like that <laughs> keeps me sane. One of my favorites, all time favorites now that I just watched for the first time a few months ago and I finished it all is Shit's Creek. One of the first yeah. comedies, amazing. Uh what else do I watch? I've randomly I've randomly been watching that seventies show. I don't know why. Okay. I watched Insecure all season, of course. Yes. Okay, so I, I have to I have to ask. What are your thoughts on Molly? My thoughts on Molly were I actually hated her ever since like the block party. I was like, Yeah, no, you girl. gotta go, baby. I was like, girl, I've been neutral this whole time. And you gonna try to fight my girl at her event? Like I was not asking yes. that. But at the end though, in the very last episode, they gave her such kind eyes when she finally was realizing that she needed to get her ass together. So I forgave her because she had really, really kind eyes in the finale. I don't know because I just feel like Molly and Issa's relationship is like built off of them both doing bad. Yeah. Like why, like why did it take all of that for you guys both, for you know, both of you guys to be in shitty situations for you guys to become friends again? Like yeah, that's really it's a trauma bond. It's a trauma bond. Yeah. And I think that it's real cool how Insecure, it has some very, like, it had thought-provoking conversations this season. Like, they're mm -hmm. growing and growing because, you know, some of the first seasons, I mean, I've loved the show since the beginning. But right. I remember, you know, one of the first things that we were, like, cracking up about was when Daniel, like, nutted on her eye. And it was the debate of, oh, like, shit, girls get their eyes nutted on, but now... We getting into friendship, like should friendships remain, and so I thought it was a cool oh, way that they Tiffany and like like postpartum depression. I thought that was like good that they brought that up because I feel like so many women go through that and it doesn't even get like spoken about. A lot of people probably don't even understand it. Even straight men, even who they're with, might not even understand it that much. Right. So it was nice to have that represented on the screen. I thought it was good. Yeah. Speaking of um, representation, I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on how the industry has been responding to the Black Lives Matter movement? I think that it is interesting to see all the writers saying that, you know, now they're willing to read Black writers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, wow. So mm -hmm. now it's like our voices are important, but then the question is like, how long will that last? That's what we yeah. wonder. Like, is it just kind of like, oh, this is what we're going to say to, you know, 
sound right in the moment or is it going to actually stick? That's what I'm wondering. I agree. And, um, you know, some of these companies, I, I just don't know what they should even do because some of them are just like making their little statements like we stand with Black Lives Matter. And then I turn around and like people that I've been following on Twitter for years come out and say, you know, actually when I worked for this company, I was being abused. So I don't yeah. really know if they support Black Lives Matter. Exactly. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe they need to also address their specific problems because I'm like, I'm sure there's racism in the systems of a lot of these companies and they're, you know, just trying to throw out their statement to seem like they're standing with us for the moment, but who knows? Exactly. And I think, you know, like nobody wants to, I feel like, especially in media, like black people, if you do work at a company, oftentimes they thrive off of your own culture and then it's just like, you literally get treated like crap. Yeah. And it's very disheartening. So I really hope that they, you know, do the necessary work to be better. For those of you joining the live, this is the Black Talk Radio IG Live with Philip. If you guys have any questions, you can leave them in the box below. So one of my next questions is, what would have to be your favorite thing about your career? Because you wear so many different hats from doing podcasts to writing, from like acting, you know. So what is your like ultimate favorite thing about it all? Oh, that's hard. I think that one of my favorite things is, ooh, like even between writer, director, or producer, actor, like I, it's hard for me to choose a favorite one. I think mm -hmm. overall, I love to have a vision and then see it on screen and see it be kind of even better and more creative maybe than I even imagined it just because of some of the spontaneous like just little moments and improving in the moment. Like I love seeing the art and then people enjoying it in ways that I didn't even expect and enjoying parts of it that I necessarily didn't expect and stuff like that. I really just enjoy the whole like artistic product that comes from everything. And that's part of why I guess it was important for me to um, make the effort to be able to do all sides and start off doing all sides uh, myself, especially at first, because I wanted right. to be able to have that holistic experience for it, because every role is like a piece in the puzzle. So, exactly. I, so I love the art products the most. Okay, yeah, definitely. And I think that's, you know, super important. And the art, you know, definitely speaks for itself once, you know, people can see that, how wonderful it truly is. So I want to know if you could work with any artist, who would it be, or any producer, any showrunner? It would 100% be Issa Rae. I would love to just have a little, I don't yes. even, like some type of something, because I have been watching since high school. I was watching Awkward Black Girl. Yes, oh my gosh, was, I feel like so many people don't know about that. It was like, it was just so funny to me from Jump, and it was so different. And, I just thought it was hilarious. So then my senior year at college to randomly see that, you know, she had a show Insecure on HBO. I was so excited. So she would have to be my favorite one. Like definitely would love to work with her. She's hilarious, but also I love how she's very, very black centered with everything that happens. And even the team that she has around her is very, like they have activists like Natasha Rothwell is an activist. You know, they just showed Kendrick Samson, okay, I think his name's Kendrick Samson, but Nathan on there, you know, he was on right, the right, right. 
getting shot with the rubber bullets. And I love how authentically black it is. Like when all of the different celebs and everything were, you know, kind of coming out with some trash statements at the beginning of the Black Lives Matter situation earlier in June and late May. You didn't see anybody from their camp with anything problematic mm -hmm. because there's a genuine like black joy and black desire for just progress on this. So definitely them because it's not even just about the art, it's also about the people behind it. And yeah. those are some that's a very strongly black team. So them. Yeah, I definitely agree. I watched the, um, an IG Live the other day uh, with one of the writers from Insecure, and they said, you know, everyone on our team is Black, and, you know, it's super important down to the hiring staff. And I feel like that's so important for other companies to take note of, because if you don't have someone in higher-ups, you know, that's Black, then the likelihood, I feel like, keeping diversity alive is very slim to none. Right. It's not just enough to have one or two black people on your team mm -hmm. and they're an AP. Like you need to have it at all levels. So I really, you, you know, I really think Insecure is a dope representation of that and it's, you know, a great inspiration. Mm -hmm. So I also want to ask you now, what would be one of your challenges with doing the many things that you do? And, you know, if so, like what are some ways that you stay organized? Gosh, what would be one of the challenges? So I would say one, because like, okay, what side of challenge kind of are we thinking? Because I can talk about like, what it's like being black and gay and young kind of in a leadership position in the industry. Is, does that count or is that too broad? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would say that it is, it's somewhat hard to be a young gay black man in a leadership position in the industry because it's just taboo, you know, there's not much of that. So you, it's like I go into a room or I go into a meeting and I'm conscious of the fact that, you know, it's not just going to be the art or, you know, some other things that are leading the conversation. It's also going to be that, you know, my sexuality is going to have to come up. Like being black and gay, it's always going to come up in some ways when you're doing kind of what I am doing. So I think that's, that is difficult at times. I'm fine with it because, I mean, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. Like from the beginning, that was the case. But having it have to be like somewhat of a political statement just to do, you know, things that are normal and that for like a white man who is going after the same thing wouldn't have to be such a political statement is in some ways difficult. But, you know, it hasn't stopped me for sure. And I... Going back to your question of how I stay organized, Google Drive um, is my savior. Like I have a Google Doc that'll have my to-do list of all the multiple projects or things that I need to do. And I kind of go into that every day and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? Are there meetings that we need to set? And I just right. click through all the things. And that I think because I stay consistent with that, and just don't really ever fall off of it. I think that that's been why I've been able to keep moving forward and to have the progress because any obstacles that have come up, they, at this point, you know, they end up in the past because any no or any type of obstacle is just a, it's really just a door to where you're supposed to go. So that's really the way I look at it. 
I don't look as no as a no ever because really all that is is a you know maybe from this entity or whatever it is a no but like there's always a way to be creative and strategic in moving forward so that's what I focus on all the time and it really gets play, uh, paid off because Flip Flop has some big news that is dropping soon so I'm excited and can't wait to find out yes it is exciting and I think that's, you know, super important that you, you're we're aware of the challenges that we face, but at the same time, we don't let us hold, you know, let that hold us back. Right. So my final question for you is if you could leave the listeners slash viewers with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? One thing to remember about me, I would say that, oh, wow, about me, not even like advice about me. This question always gets people, but this is my favorite one. (laughs) I would say that the first thing that came to my mind is that, you know, I'm just somebody who likes to have fun and, like, have good vibes. So me as a person, I guess, you know, aside from everything else and kind of what I also bring into my art is that I like to bring fun and lightness and happiness in a space. Like, I like to definitely... Fun is important for me in every part of the business, even with any show or anything I do. Like, I want everything to be fun. And I hope that people have a good time just being around me or, you know, digesting the art or whatever else. So I guess that's what I came up with for now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a a good point because, you know, one of my professors told me this. Uh, while I was out taking classes in LA, he said, like, no one wants to, the industry is about being a people person at the end of the day, and people don't want to work with people that are bitches. (laughs) Like, you know, people like to work with people that have good energy, that are fun. So I think that's a lovely thing to leave the viewers and listeners with. I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me. This was very fun. Thank you for having me story And what you shared. For anyone that's in the live right now, um, this live should be posted to my IGTV afterwards. My Instagram has been crashing, so I really hope it doesn't crash because I've been having some problems. But if all is well, it will be uploaded to my IGTV as well as Black Talk Radio, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and our website. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, y'all, for listening. And, you know, I can't wait to check it out after it's in the link. After I get done cringing, having to watch myself in it. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm excited. Yes, thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. And peace out. See you later, Black Talk Radio. Bye. Thank you. Take Bye. care.